Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. And a very good Monday morning to you as we welcome you along to the programme and a Monday morning that I wasn't expecting when we finished up the programme on Friday that we would be here this morning trying to do our very best to pay tribute to uh, one of our much loved and much respected uh, colleagues, uh, colleague uh, Paddy Palmer, who sadly, sadly uh, lost his battle for life uh, at the weekend. Uh, can I just say thank you to people who have, see, from when the news broke, yesterday I was just blown away by the amount of kind messages that was uh, sent to me personally and uh, indeed to so many of us here at uh, C103. I mean Pawdy just seemed to have touched so many people's lives and and as, as one person said to me everybody everybody felt they knew Pawdy whether they'd met him or not you know and we as colleagues were blessed that we worked uh, with the man and that we got to know him and that he became uh, our friend and let start by those who are most grieving uh, today and that's uh, Paddy's beloved wife uh, Colette uh, his daughters Claire and Emily his little grandson uh, Lucas and of course his brothers Dennis John, Richie and all of the uh, extended family and uh, you know he's both his family and his very close friends are absolutely devastated as we all are with the news of his passing and I was, I was trying to think and trying to put some thoughts down as to you know what, what will we miss uh, about Pawdy? You know, we'll miss his charm, we'll miss his wit, his knowledge. For me, his ability to make you feel like you were pitch side when he was commentating on a game. But more than anything, Pawdy was one of life's good guys. I mean, I don't think I ever remember anyone saying a bad word uh, about Pawdy. He could make a dull match sound uh, interesting. He was always respectful of the players and, and he got away with a turn of phrase because of his roguish manner Um, and always of course by his side in the commentary box was our head of GAA Sports here at C103 and that is Michael Scanlon who is the first uh, to join me this morning to pay tribute to uh, Pawdy. Good morning to you Michael. Good morning Patricia and good morning to your listeners. And listen I I know this is really hard for you personally as well because you know you haven't only lost a colleague you've also lost a friend and it's to you we can be thankful for because it was you first discovered Paddy's talent. Yeah Patricia it went back I suppose to the time that C103 our county sound as it was known then in in 1990 was um, was brought on to the airwaves of, of, of Cork, uh, obviously in North Cork initially and then in West Cork that you would have been part of yourself. And uh, in early 1991, I had 
to be in St. Brogan's College in in, uh, in Bandon, where Paddy was a much-beloved uh, teacher for almost 40 years, interviewing uh, Peter Quinn, the then president of the GEA, and I got talking to Paddy. I hadn't actually known the man before that. And uh, we started talking about uh, local radio and about... Uh, what local radio should be doing in terms of sport and I suppose the subject of, of match commentaries came up and we were, I suppose, like-minded in the sense that we felt that, um, look, we should try and start bringing matches live to uh, to, to listeners and I remember the very first uh, weekend happened to be uh, the 19th of May, 1991, uh, I decided, uh, along with Paddy, that uh, we would cover, believe it or not, Patricia, a hurling match. Now, Paddy wouldn't uh, be the first person you would call on to uh, become an expert on hurling because he came from South Kerry, uh, football country. But uh, Valley Rovers and Carberry were playing in the in the county senior hurling championship of 1991 out in Ballinus I didn't actually tell the management of the station that we were going to broadcast the match because I, I said I'd wait until Monday and get the grief then rather than being told on Thursday or Friday you can't do that. Con McCarthy, God be good to him, was the presenter of the, of the Sunday sports program at the time. I told Con around half two that, Con, you're going to be ringing us on this particular number at about five to three and we're doing a match live now. Con nearly fell off the chair, but anyway, the rest is history, and 30-odd years later, uh, we have fantastic memories of a wonderful man. And his commentary, um, Michael, always sounded effortless, but but you'd know the work that Paddy would have put in before going to a match. Oh, yeah, like Paddy was... I suppose, I've been thinking about this over the last 24 hours. He was a storyteller, and he loved to get the story of... Not alone what was happening on the pitch, but maybe the story of people's lives, what jobs they had, what town lands they came from, like the number of town lands that that became household names, like the Boreen in Inishannon, or the Boreen in, in Ovens, should I say, is a... Is a is, is a, a, a well-known road. Uh, some people would say it's the richest road in, in, in ovens, but that became the stuff of, of, of folklore when he used, he used mentioned that quite regularly. He'd mentioned townlands from all sorts of obscure parts of the county. And he sort of tapped into people's, I suppose, imagination and they felt that they were at the match and even some of them were the most hopeless matches and, 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 and we've, we've certainly had a number of them over the last 30 years. You felt that you'd love to have been there yourself even though the match was probably half useless but he made it so entertaining and uh, the people were so enthralled at what, what they were hearing that they felt they were there themselves. Did you, was there times when you almost had to try to control him, particularly if he got very excited? Well, there was, Patricia, <laughs> there was times when I sat beside him and said, Paulie, you didn't say that, did you? <laughs> and wondering who the hell was going to be on our case on Monday morning, complaining and say, and Paulie would just laugh at you. And sure, we never, got, we never had a complaint, but like some of the things he came up with were just, unreal and like we're not going to see his likes again 
Yeah, the one where it was somebody made a mistake on the on the pitch and Paddy seemingly said she weren't half as half as I know. Yeah, <laughs> that I actually I actually sat I sat there and I listened to that and I yeah that is one hundred percent true. <laughs> that he, uh, only from what was it only from mistakes uh, half was wouldn't be uh, wouldn't, wouldn't be here wouldn't be here. <laughs> I suppose the other thing uh, that I have to have to mention was was the tea and the sandwiches and the buns. Now Paddy became. Uh, he loved tea, he loved sandwiches and he loved buns and clubs started tapping into that and when Paddy arrived on town there were ladies falling over themselves to make sure that Paddy got tea sometimes before the match. You know, he said we'll, we'll, we'll better do a bit of work first. We'll have the tea at half time. Maybe because he came from sort of South Kerry where maybe when he was growing up as a young fella they were out in the fields uh, maybe saving hay and the, the maybe the, the 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 women in the house were bringing the tea out to the men maybe that's the where he got the love of the tea and and the sandwiches but i remember like being embarrassed myself when i'd see I remember in Dunmanway one day, and and the ladies down there used to be so good at bringing the tea, uh, bringing the tea to party. That you'd see them coming as halftime approached with, with uh, china cups and <laughs> and sandwiches, and I'd be up in the commentary box cringing in embarrassment and saying, "What are the people down around us going to be thinking when they see us having tea and they're looking up at us and they're getting nothing?" Party would just laugh at me and say, "Michael, forget it." Yeah, and wolf down those sandwiches and have another bun. You'll be, you'll be fine. Absolutely. Yeah. What made him so special, do you believe? I believe, Patricia, the fact that he was a storyteller. He loved people. Uh, he loved uh, telling stories in ordinary man's language. He had these kind of phrases, like in the county championship over a number of years, teams used to be relegated and party came up with this thing called Slan Lat Tournament. Uh, and that's known, if you mention to anyone now, what's the Slan Lat tournament, they'll know straight away that it's where some uh, team is going to get relegated out of a particular championship. He just had this literally God-given gift for explaining to the ordinary men in the street what was happening in simple language that they understood. And he was just a wonderful storyteller. Will we ever see his likes again when it comes to Coventry? Absolutely not. I can safely say that now, and that's with all due respects to all the commentators that I know around the uh, around the country. There was only one party, Palmer. When they made him, they threw away the mould, and we will not see his likes again. Michael, I appreciate you taking time out to talk to us today. Thank you for that. Good morning. Uh, good morning to you. That is uh, Michael Scandon, our uh, head of sports, um, GA Sports here at uh, C103. And the reason that we got Paddy behind a microphone uh, in the in the first place. And of course, as Michael mentioned, Paddy was also a much loved teacher. And I spotted on uh, Twitter yesterday, Niall uh, Murphy, who is the principal of MICC in uh, Dunmanway. And he was uh, a former uh, pupil of Paddy's at uh, St. Brogan's in uh, Bandon and uh, Niall wrote he was our mentor, our coach, our manager, our teacher, our friend. He treated us all the same. We would have done anything for him. Now we continue with our tribute to uh, Paddy Palmer. Um, uh, Jim Nolan uh, joins me. Jim was uh, not only a sports colleague, but he was also a friend and a neighbour of uh, Paddy Palmer. And uh, Jim joins me. Good morning to you, Jim. Good morning, Patricia. On what is a very, very uh, sad day. Um, how? When did you first get to know Paddy? 
I think I got to New Party. I, I think I came to Inishan about 1982. And I remember going down to the pitch one day and seeing Party below training teams and this kind of stuff. And I just got to talking to him. And, you know, we communicated all straight away. And from there on, we became, I, I was lucky enough to become one of his good friends, you know. And that has gone on for the last 40 years. And we've gone through thick and thin together, you know. Yeah, and um, locally, I, I, I take it the news, people are just totally devastated locally with the, with this such sad news. Oh, absolutely. Like Paddy, you, you talk about Paddy as the commentator, where, and uh, what you wouldn't, I was just, you just said to Michael, and, and what you said was so true about him, that a lot of people that never actually knew Paddy all believed they knew him from his commentaries and this. But in a place like Inishannon, like Valley Rovers, the community here in Inishannon, they're all devastated. Party did so much for that. And, you know, he lived for that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think when it was announced here that he was after passing away, you know, that the people were shocked, totally shocked. And there was a huge outpouring of love and respect for Party on social media yesterday. And indeed, I'm reading it again this morning uh, and generally right across the sports media world. But I, I take it that will come as no surprise to you. Well, well, Party was, was, was obviously, he, he was kind of the same on the commentary box as he was in reality. You know, Party wanting doing commentaries or something like that. You know, players had good days and players had bad days. But I never heard party running down players or running down managers. He'd always get a way around it. If a player was playing badly, which every player does someday, he'd never insult that player or run that player down. He had that way about him. It was very similar to the way he was in life, as someone said earlier. Like He had, never, he had nothing bad to say about anyone. He was a rogue and he was a, fun, a funny rogue, you know. Yeah, and of course you were, you would have been involved as, as a co-commentator. Was there always the sense of you never knew what Paddy was going to say? Well, there was to a degree, but like Paddy was, he was a brilliant commentator because he would come up with these phrases that were incredible, humorous phrases. But the amount of work that Paddy put into these, these matches was incredible. He, he'd do a lot of review. I think he prided on the people at home listening to the game and, and bringing that excitement to them. And it was like as if these people were actually there. Like, he'd have so much homework done. I think Michael kind of tip, touched on this. Like, he'd know the players. He'd know what they did. He'd know their neighbours. He'd be after talking to maybe a secretary in a small club who may not be that well-known, but party would bring his name, you know, out there. And, and it was great for everyone. So everyone just felt as if they were at the match. You know, he, he just had that magic way of doing it. And, and of course, we know he, as, as somebody said on, on Twitter, he was the most loved Kerry uh, um, man in, in Cork. When, when it came to, and he would have done a lot of commentary on Cork Kerry matches. Yeah. Was, was that difficult for him? I don't think so. Like, uh, Paddy could do that. I think Paddy was always going to be a Kerry man. He was always a Kerry man. But Paddy did not lot for Cork football. I mean, Paddy knew more about, he was a great coach, and, and Paddy knew from his schools and his club, and from the inter-county. He knew every, the workings of all these, and he did an awful lot to help Cork football. You know, he, he gave, gave good advice to people, you know, throughout the, throughout the county at all different levels. And, like, he, he loved Cork football. Even though he's a Kerryman, I don't think he ever changed a Kerryman, but he definitely loved Cork football as well. And is there a particular commentary or a particular match that stands out for you? Well, people ask me that, no one. You know, there were so many that I actually couldn't think loud. You know, I, I, I tried to do it. I, I just enjoyed every one of them, to be honest, you know. Did you? And, and Jim, how will you best remember Pawdy? Um, at the moment, I, I, I can't see what it's going to be like without him. Like, but, uh, like he was just, he, he, was, he was a great friend with two, two loads and an awful lot of people. Like, and when you met Pawdy, he just put you 
it was so relaxing. You go for coffee in the morning or you go for, you know, you go wherever you want to do, but whatever we did was just so relaxing. When you met him, it was so natural. And like, party helped so many people. Like, you know, people would know about it. Like, but if a, per- a young person, if they wanted to try to get a job or if there was somebody in any kind of need and he, it wasn't just GE, like he had, you know, charities, everything, party, anyone asked party for help, party gave them help. And we're just going to miss him so much. Yeah, and his his likes we'll never see again. Absolutely not, you know. Like and it, 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 like I say, he's going to be an amazing loss for for you know for the communities and the G and the commentaries. But it's to his lovely family, you know, his his wife Colette, um, Claire and Emily, and his grandson Lucas, and all the and all the the family, all the rest of the family, you know, their loss is incredible, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Jim, thank you for that and thanks for taking time out to talk to us this morning. Thank you very much, Patricia. Good morning. He put us now the raid of Castle Martyrhorn on the attack with Mike Kelly. They're may, one of their main men, he flicks it in around the goal mode area. We watch here, can John O'Keefe, the uh, man from Dripsy, get it over? He gets it all a part of the way and Castle Martyr can win this one back. Lovely skill initially by Owen Martin. Martin tried to get in there. My God, this Inniscara team at this moment in time are well up for this one. And the man that has it, clears it down the field and that's none other than Colm Casey at 33 years of age from Berings. But it's intercepting this one back by Barry Law. The talent that was uh, Paddy uh, Palmer, another of our C103 colleagues who travelled the highways and the byways uh, with uh, Paddy Palmer was uh, C103's Finber McCarthy, um, who joins me. Uh, good morning, Chief Finber. Good morning, Patricia. How are you? Uh, I'm well. I'm well. It's really hard to believe that he's gone, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 so it's surreal. Is the best way I can describe it because we all knew. The, the circumstances of his accident, and we were all hoping and praying that he would survive and come through this. But to to wake up yesterday morning, as you know, I'm away on holidays. To wake up yesterday morning and look at my phone, see a few missed calls from the likes of Jim Nolan, uh, a great friend of parties, Barry O'Mahony, and and then you read the messages and you say, "Oh God, no!" Myself and Mary were absolutely devastated forever, and particularly for his family, as Jim said, his wife, his daughters, and his grandson. Whatever, whatever we think of party, his last to the family is incomprehensible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was, you know, the fact that he had battled cancer, uh, and and, yeah. and you know, he and he'd, he, I don't think he'd ever been looking uh, so well. That I, I was convinced that he was going, he was, go, he was going to pull through. And I think that's where all of us. It was just such a shock yesterday morning. Oh, it was awful, really. And you said there, Patricia, to, to beat cancer and to be looking so well. I saw a picture of him there a few years ago, not long after his illness. He was at some function. And I don't think I've ever seen him looking so well. And I remember during COVID, obviously, he wasn't working because I did the, in case anything would happen. And I rang him one day coming from a match in Torles. I, I dialed his number outside Semple Stadium. And I finished the call outside my own front door. That's the kind of character he was. That's a fact, no. Yeah, I, outside I believe my own, my own front door. We talked about everything. He was explaining his illness and how he was battling it about, oh, listen, you know, 30 years, like Jim knows him 40 years, I know him 30 years. I travelled the highways and byways with him and I never, ever had a dull moment. Never had an argument with him. You couldn't argue with him anyway because he was such a, he was a lovable rogue. Like, and Mary always says here, he'd ring up Mary and he'd say, Mara, could you give me the camogie fixtures there for the week? And then he'd write them down and all of a sudden they'd be all over the place. <laughs> Listen, he, 
it's 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 so so sad. Yeah, so sad. And and Fimber, what do you believe that he had that made him such a brilliant commentator? Knowledge, I'd say, Trisha. He, he, as Jim said, and I heard Michael on yesterday. Like I, you played a piece there. And he mentioned Colin Casey. I never knew Colin Casey from Bearings. Colin Casey was in Inniscarra, but he, that's the kind of detail he'd go into, find out his homeland, you know, and we, we all know the, the, the geography of this county. He'd find out about his parents, his in-laws, and his relatives. He knew everything about them, and he just got it into the commentary. And I, I looked at um, social media, and, you know, I looked at all the, the tributes on RIP to him last night, and that's the one thing people said, his knowledge of the... the the individuals and the matches he was covering, the smallest, the, the most minute detail, he'd have it. And he invented his own type of words. He called the referee a latchico one day, and then he had to explain what a latchico meant. And there was one famous story, one funny story. There was a poor lad by the name of Paul O'Neill. Sadly, he passed away during the year. He was running the line. He was doing the lines of the matches. And he'd always run backwards. And all of a sudden, Paddy called him. God be good to poor Paul O'Neill. The board him no, he said... Paul O'Neill, the All-Ireland champion, is running backwards. You know? <laughs> he came up with those sort of phrases. Yeah. They, were, they were just so funny. You know? And you know, I, I just said to someone yesterday, the hardest part of all this, from our, from our perspective, from the media perspective, is when the National League starts in a couple of weeks and we go back to our commentaries and we turn to our right or turn to our left and he won't be there. That's going to be the saddest part of all this, apart, of course, from his family. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, it's awful. Yeah, and as you say, you you, you travelled a lot over the years. The car journeys, I imagine, were were always full of, full of humour. Full of humour. We went from we went from Cork to Donegal one day, just the two of us, because Michael got sick, he couldn't go. And imagine we driving to Cork and Donegal in the one day. It was like an hour's drive. He'd be on the phone to fellas. He'd be listening to fellas, and he'd be getting directions, and we put in the Google map. And he did the, the Google map and, you know, the voice comes on the Google map, take a turn here. He said, God, she's a great driver, this one. She gets <laughs> us there, are they? You know, I, and, you know, in, in recent years, Dennis Hurley from South, he's just travelled with us. And I was only speaking to him yesterday. And Dennis knows the man who's been around a long time. He said he just loves getting into the car and see party alongside him. And that's like his charm. I, I, I keep saying this, Trisha. I don't think he had an enemy in the world. Yeah. No one had a bad word to say about him. No matter where you went, north, south, east, or west, oh, his body. And people gravitated towards him. People wanted to be in his company. Oh, I say if he stood for election, he'd walk it. Yeah. No matter <laughs> what, what, whether it was local, national, or international. He'd sail through because they all vote because he was such a lovely, lovely man, you know. And like he, when there's a my niece travels comes to match with me, uh, Ellie May, and he said, "Oh, here's Ellie May," and he gives her the sweets and you know that kind of thing. Yeah. He had a way with people yeah. that I don't think anyone can ever match. And you know, oh, listen, I, I, I just can't get my head around and the the fact. the, uh, uh, the outpouring on uh, social media. Uh, yeah, I mean, I spent hours reading uh, comments yesterday. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. On uh, social media, they were just, they were fantastic. And it just struck me then, I was thinking, God, what would Paddy, what would Paddy have made of... Yeah, I mean, he blew up the internet yesterday. He was oh. the top trend on Twitter. He was even ahead of Tommy Tiernan, who had Roy Keane on the night before. And our party met that, him. Yeah. Our party was ahead. Oh, listen. And, I mean, I, I believe I was in touch with Barry O'Man yesterday. He told me, RTE, TG Cahar, Sunday Sport, the news at six. They all pay tribute to him. And that's test me to the man. And like you know, Tricia, I, I, as you know, I'm away on holidays and my phone... And I'm not making an issue of this now, but it, it just goes back to the the way he was revered. My phone never stopped. And the number of people that were passing on condolences to myself and our, our colleagues, the JPs and the Jim Nolans and the world, because they all knew how well he how well he was thought of. And you're right. Twitter exploded. I put up a tweet just about him. I looked at this morning. Only 142,000 people have seen the tweet. Yeah. He'd be laughing. He would. Yeah. He would. He would. Because he, he he took he took to Twitter. He you know he he really enjoyed the banter on Twitter. Oh, he did, yeah. and he loved it. And he he threw up an old comment, oh. and he throws something in, and then he'd say, "Ah, that's I got this fella." Like, oh, he he loved that. There's a funny thing happened in a match a couple of weeks ago. A certain well-known journalist was going to get a job with Watford, minor footballers. I'd put that up now for a laugh. And he put it up straight away. And there was a reply. Oh, he he was a rogue of the highest, but a really lovable, lovable rogue. 30 years friendship, Tricia. I just can't, can't comprehend it. That's like, no, listen, and I was at a match a couple of weeks ago with him and Kerry, uh, Kilmurray and Foster were playing and the two Clifford brothers were, were with Foster. And he's called him Dahi from Foster, you know. 
David Clifford, the best footballer in the country, Dahi from Fasa, he called him. Like he, he could only he's the only one to come up with ways like that. You know, I know, I know. So, As, so, you know, yeah. And his his likes we'll never see again. Unfortunately, no, no, and unfortunately. The, 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 Gone, but not forgotten. Yeah, he'll never That's be forgotten. Finbar, I, I appreciate you taking time out on your holidays. Uh, um, and, and I know, like the rest of us, you're heartbroken as well. So thank you for that. And, thanks, uh, Trisha. Thanks. And as again, simply to all his family. And listen, oh, may he rest in peace. Thanks. Although, funny enough, no, can I just say one yeah. final thing? People say, may he rest in peace. Mary's laughing and she says, body could never rest. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be commentating in the skies for sure listen Finbar really thank need. you thank you for that bye uh, bye and actually here's um, a clip this is from the uh, All-Ireland Football Final where Cork won uh, by beating down this was back in uh, 2010 and I think one of my favourite uh, commentaries from uh, Pawdy are we going to have the first drawn in All-Ireland for quite a while 16 points to Cork 15 points to down and Alan Quip, the army captain from Coolmoreen in Inishannon, lashing it out the longest one in his life and is caught by Finton Goldham McCrompian and he is fouled and settle it down would be seen to be the thing the free to be taken, who's going to take it who's going to settle it down, Kent he is ordering it, would he be the come the first West Cotman since Ty Crowley to carry Sam Maguire back into the heartland of Gaelic football the kick is on its way and it's uh, can he be gathered inside Daniel Golding it falls to his um, I was going to say it falls down it falls somewhere it's in around the goal mode area down him and the goalie has been down maybe to the right time to down a down goalkeeper in around the goal and the play is held up down and looking for it there's a point between them 16 to Cork 15 to down and down have possession they're still in the Cork side of the field they're coming forward being policed, being tackled, being harassed and all over the place they're still driving forward and what an interception driving forward right now is none other than Dan Golding from Unboreen I wonder how Dan Lorden and Mick Lorden is feeling he's the Lord Mayor of the Boreen he was their elected representative when we spoke to him during the week but it's a free into Cork it's at Conehead's greatest hour the man who took over the first day he was in action was up against Lee, against Roscommon in the league final the Moy, wearing number 13, it's heading in its way, lobby it in, get a fist in it, get something on it, don't let it down, man, Garrett, it's all over, Fucker all Ireland champions, what a feeling, what a day, we've waited a long time for it, 20 years, unbelievable stuff. Court today on C103. With Corrigan Insurance's McCroom, now part of McCarthy Insurance Group. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. CMIG.ie. As we continue to try uh, to pay tribute to uh, the late great uh, Paddy Palmer, uh, thank you. I can see a lot of texts and WhatsApps uh, coming in, and we'll do our best to get to as many of them as we can. But some people have contacted by phone. Tom and Donnerwell, sympathy stall at C103. Um, I always used to watch the games on the TV, but I I turn down the sound and turn up uh, the radio. If it was a bad match, Paddy could certainly light it up. And that's the one thing even the guys who shared the commentary box with them said that sometimes it was a very dull, boring match. But when you were sitting listening to Paddy doing the commentary on it, he could liven up any match. Uh, John in the city, so sorry to hear of uh, Paddy's passing. The best comment I could make about his commentary was the word that comes to mind is homely. He always made the commentary sound uh, homely. 
and Mark on Twitter to at C103 Cork says when I lost my hockey goalkeeping gear on a Sunday travelling from hockey uh, training I was travelling with the Rovers I rang Paddy on the Monday he said he'd put an SOS out and he did and he managed to get it found he was a true uh, gent and uh, John Green uh, joining us from uh, West Cork this morning good morning to you John Good morning, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well, and I know this is very difficult for you as well because it's not just a work colleague. Uh, you've lost a friend uh, um, uh, as well. But I, I want you. I, I want to try and uh, for you to bring some of the lighter moments of some of the things that you and Paddy got up to when you used to be doing your uh, reviews on a Monday. Yeah, well, the uh, I suppose the, the Monday sports review would spring to mind instantly, and. Uh, I mean, you know yourself that you wouldn't get away with it now uh, because things have gone completely politically correct. But I suppose it was, what, seven, eight years on a weekly basis every Monday, uh, half past 12 to one o'clock. And it was called the Monday Sports Review, but it was anything but. And I know that uh, a former Cork senior footballer referred to it as the horror show. <laughs> and uh, somebody else who was a little more complimentary, they referred to it as the Laurel and Hardy show. But <laughs> <So, so. laughs> when, when, I, when I, saw, I saw somebody yesterday on Twitter saying that they loved it and your, your week was made if you got a mention on it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I remember, you know, during the course of this Monday Sports Review, I happened to be out in the Parkway Hotel in Dunmanway one day, and I was walking through, I forget what the event was now, but I was walking through the tables, and one woman called me over, and she said, hey, you, I want you, come over here. She said, do you know, she says, you and that fellow clown of yours are responsible for my husband's death. Oh. <laughs> Our husband... Her husband had died about nine nine months previously, and she said that he, many on occasion, he nearly choked on his dinner laughing. <laughs> and she she said it was a build up of all of this that cost his death. <laughs> so I mean, I've never got a compliment like that before. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 yourself and Paddy having to walk from Bandon to Clonakilty because you you both he said that Clon would never make the final. This is back no, in the nineties. No. No, no, he said it. Oh, so, all right, jumping yeah. in straight away. Okay, go uh, on. Uh, yeah, he, the, the final in 96 was between Clannacilty and UCC. And about maybe four or five weeks leading up to it, he made the comment on the Monday Sports Review or the horror show that uh, Clannacilty hadn't the hope in hell of making the final. Now, he possibly knew that they would, but this was all part of his roguery and blackguarding, you know. And... I said something at the end, OK, and if you're wrong, what are you going to do about it? And he said, OK, I'll walk from Bandon to Clannacilty and I'll take you with me. And that's what happened. Clannacilty got into the county senior football final. Not only that, but they won it. And, and, and on the Saturday prior to the final, himself and myself and a few others left uh, the Clannacilty Embassy in Market Street in Bandon, which is uh, now closed, Johnny Hurley's public house. And we walked all the way to Clannacilty. And I know we did it for some particular charitable purpose, uh, but there was about maybe, I think there was 30 people walked along with us. Yeah, and yeah. it was just 
huge crack. Yeah, and, and, and being in Pawdy's company, that's, that's what it was. And Gary Minahan, the photographer, has sent me on this morning the most wonderful photograph of a very young-looking uh, John Green and an equally young-looking uh, Pawdy Palmer. Uh, and I'm told it's the county final of 1997 when you, as a proud bearer man, took to the pitch with your little flag. Yeah, um, and just to go back on the, the 96 final again, uh, I, I remember when it finished, I, I was up in the commentary box with Paddy and I looked down and I saw Shawnee Hurley, uh, who's a proud Tony Kilty man living in Bandon, and I saw <laughs> Shawnee doing a kind of a dance around the pitch and I was so delighted for him. And I was saying, you know, hopefully that Bear will get to the final sooner or later. And they got to the final the following uh, year and they won it after a replay. They were playing Castlehaven and um, it went to a replay and they won the replay a week later. But I think it was the the drawn game that Paddy... Now, bear in mind that Paddy was commentating in this match so he had to be neutral. Paddy and myself rambled out onto the middle of Barclay Creeve. The stadium was full. I had a bear flag and he had a Castlehaven flag. And the crowd went wild with laughter and fun and everything, you know. Oh, it's and fantastic. It's a yeah, great I, picture. Yeah, I, ju- I had just forgotten about that until it was actually Donald O'Sullivan down in Castle Bear, known as Donald Butcher because all his family were butchers. Uh, Donald O'Sullivan sent that photograph on to me during the week. And oh, that's brilliant. Uh, it's that's a brilliant. lovely photograph, yeah. And yeah. Uh, John, how, how, how will you best remember Paulie? Um, I, I suppose, Patricia, infectious... Um, I know somebody referred to him as charismatic. He was. But for me, he had the fastest wit I have ever come across in my life, you know. And we used to meet up once a week, once a fortnight, um, and we'd sit down and have a coffee here in Bandon together. And it was kind of a regular occurrence up to, you know, the moment of of, uh, his accident. And, you know, the first half of the conversation would be all about the days and the the um, the Monday Sports Review. And then he'd say, come here to me now. And come here to me now meant finish the rubbish talk, time to get serious. And he'd ask how I was and, you know, how I was getting on, how Rose was, etc. That's the type of guy he was, yeah. you know? Yeah. He was a, he was a great friend. Great yeah. friend. And what do you think he'd make of the outpouring uh, across all media about him? Well, I, you, you know, I suppose part he was he he loved the limelight as well, you know. But he he was very modest, so he'd be a little bit embarrassed about it, I suppose, as well. And you know, his you probably know that his brother Dennis is Claudine Keane's father. Yeah, and, and, he, and Paddy, Paddy was Claudine's yeah. godfather. And Paddy is Claudine Keane's godfather, and Claudine Keane is right or uh, Robbie Keane's uh, wife. Yeah, not once since I and I know Paddy 30 years not once did he mention that you know are you serious no I never knew it wow wow and that's that's just the type of modest guy he was okay all right listen uh, John thank you for that and and I I know you've been a bit under the weather and you weren't actually on air yesterday but um, we appreciate you taking time out to talk to us and and remembering your great friend but uh, thank you for joining us 
No problem. Uh, good morning to you. And our own producer, uh, John Paul McNamara, has worked very closely uh, with uh, Paddy Palmer, especially covering the West Cork Sports Award. And, and JP uh, joins me in uh, studio. Good morning to you, Good morning. JP. Now, you'd, you would have known uh, Paddy from when you first started at C103 on work experience. Is that when you would have first come across Paddy? Yeah, I was on work experience in the late 90s in what was then County Sound, now C103. And uh, I just remember Paddy bouncing through the door and we we all knew him, like Joanna Reardon said in her tweet yesterday, he was the voice of our generation. We yeah. grew up listening to Paddy and never knew anything but Paddy on local radio. And to think that he was coming in, I mean, it was a big deal because at that time he, it was huge. Uh, social media wasn't really there. So local radio was your, your, your voice for everything locally. And he came in the door and he was bouncing in the door. He's always bounced everywhere. He never kind of came in slowly or walking slowly. He kind of ran in the door, uh, whether that be in the studio in, in Bandon or in the Celtic Ross and Ross Carberry. And he had a great interest in people. And even that time I can remember, and I was only on, on work experience for two weeks. I mean, I had no idea that two weeks would become my lifetime. Yeah. Um, and and it, it did. But he he would come in and had an interest in why you, are you doing this? Why have you an interest? But took an interest. It wasn't just for the sake of having a chat. He had a real interest in people. And I think that has come across over the last number of uh, 24 hours from uh, on social media and people we're, we're hearing from on Twitter and text here uh, that he, he took an interest. It wasn't just for the sake of I'm going to chat to this person to kill five minutes. He wanted to chat with you. And from there on, from people who were on work experience with us over the last number of years, uh, Paddy would always make time to move away from, from us and have a chat. And, you know, why do you want to do this? Where are you from? I heard a lovely story actually yesterday evening uh, from Neil Grant in the Celtic Ross from a, a young guy who worked in the Celtic Ross and was getting into journalism. And he was doing uh, something for the examiner in uh, pre- previewing a match, I think. Uh, and there was a press conference in, in Parky Creeve. And Paddy was at it. And Paddy looked over and knew this guy's face and goes straight over to him and says, how do I know your face? And I think the, I could be wrong. I think it's Shane was the, the young man's name. And he says, I served you coffee and tea often at the West Cork Sports Star Awards, be that the annual one or the monthly one. And Paddy goes, oh, my God, and who are you and where are you from and all of this and then brought him because it's very intimidating. I mean, I know this myself. If you're going to a press conference at a young age from the county, first of all, going into the city, all the older journals and, you know, they can be quite intimidating when you're you're starting out. They don't mean to be. But but a a country lad going into the city, first of all, is bad enough without going into a room full of these guys. So it can be very intimidating. Paddy brought him brought him over told them who he was um, introduced, introduced them all yeah. and because of that then going forward it would have made it easier for him Florent. and other young journalists That's, like that that and, Paddy and, brought under his wing and as you say you worked very closely in recent years with Paddy with the, the West Cork uh, Sports Award he loved his involvement with this and he's the, I was only reading what they said they're going 25 years yeah himself yeah. and Con Downing from the Southern Star yeah. um, along with uh, Jerry Whitchley of the hotel started this up uh, back 25 years ago this year is the 25th anniversary and I know Helen Whitchley and Neil Grant 
in the Celtic Ross are devastated along with Kieran McCarthy, the sports editor of the Southern Star and Con Downing, who's retired now from the Southern Star. But it was Con and Potty, uh first day where the main men and oh, got that going. Wow. And they thought it would only last a few years. And 25, 25 years, years later, on. the talent that is coming out of West Cork. And he, he loves the youth section of those awards. Because this every quarter we honour uh, a young person under 18 in, in the West Cork area. And he loved that because a lot of those, for example, the, the rowers, I mean, rowing was always a popular sport in the coastal areas of our county. But it's from 2016, it became known everywhere across Cork, but also across Ireland. And the rowers who are now Olympic medalists were on Pawdy's radar pre-2016 they were one of the ones everybody was watching for the young teenage boys the young rowers uh, marking their talents in the youth section of that award and now they're Olympic uh, gold medalists and it's just He he was trending all over Twitter (laughs) yesterday uh, and and last week you and I were talking about the outpouring uh, following the incident that what had happened and there was so much good thoughts and people Mm. were praying for him and hoping he'd make a full recovery and we had been joking about he's going to get such a kick out of reading all of these what would he make what would he have made of the top trend on Twitter in Ireland yesterday he would have laughed out loud first of all yeah. and go oh god what boils are writing this they must be fairly stuck now if I'm trending <laughs> across the country he would have loved it but as John Green mentioned there and everybody else this morning he would have been modest about it as well and would have said that one line and would have brushed it off and moved on um, but overall I think he would have been taken back at the, the public response I mean we're taken back I mean yesterday it was very raw yesterday morning for us here. You did so um, well. You did so well yesterday We found out before, before we went on air at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And it was so raw. Uh, and I think the emotion probably did uh, come over us all when we were live on air um, and had to announce uh, following news, the news we were receiving. Um, but I think from then on, the amount of texts WhatsApps, people texting our own private phones and, and ringing here just shows how much he touched everybody over the years. And we'll never have another party again. And, it was, and it's all over the country. It's not just... It's all, no, it's yeah. not just here in Cork. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we, I was listening there. T.G. Carher, someone sent me in a, a short video on a commentary yesterday from T.G. Carher. Uh, he was mentioned in that commentary. I know most local stations up and down the country this morning are paying tribute to him. Our national broadcaster, RTE, uh, did it last night. Virgin Media are covering. I mean, everybody is covering our party. And, and that shows the much respect that he had. Uh, not only here in Cork, but right across our country and beyond. And I think what everybody has mentioned is his quick wish. And he was a wordsmith when it came to commentaries. And like I would have worked with him on various sports shows over the years, either behind the scenes or on air. And our outside broadcast we do for the sport awards from the Celtic Ross and Ross Carberry. Uh, I mean, when he was joining me on that towards the end, it was just we'd interview everybody that was up for the award. I mean, none of us knew what we were going to say because it was a case of if we have time, Paddy, you'll come in at the end just to mark the occasion and, and wrap it up. Uh, and anything could happen. But he was just, he would come out with some amazing phrases and words to Legendary. acknowledge those that we've interviewed. And we were under time pressure, as you know, you're, you're coming yeah. up to news, you have only a minute to get all this out. And he would do it by perfection in 30 seconds because he knew the clock was ticking I mean he's he's just one of a kind and I must send our sympathies to his family we would have got to know his family over the years Colette uh, Claire and Emily Claire uh, I think if I'm right was on work experience she was definitely in the studio on Bandit a lot (laughs) anyway over the years Uh, so our heartfelt goes out to them because we all got to know them yeah. through our party. Yeah, and we we will never forget them. And we just want to finish off. This is the last 
his last ever commentary. Um, what, what is this from the? This was just before Christmas. Um, this is the Kilchana game, isn't it? Is it okay? Just let me. There we go. And the end zone have it. They're Thanks, two points behind. Two minutes in it, and they have an opportunity here with Reno. And it's dropped in by Reno Regan into the goal mode area. There's a yellow man coming over, but he breaks away and a shot aside in the back of the net. Air zone of a goal. Hit the post on the way in. Would you believe that Air zone have got a goal at a crucial, crucial stage of the game? And uh, that one into the back of the net. And that score coming 58 minutes of it. And now we've got it. They're a point ahead. A point ahead after that particular effort. And would you believe it? The top 29 year old Shane Murphy who won it all Ireland minor medal with Cockaway back and there's a big dropping one in here but unfortunately it's a wide ball and the score remains and the linesman so Shane Murphy you see the hero for whatever hour they will have the 65 is dropped in what can they do with it all of Aaron zone are in around the house it would be impossible the referee has blown the full time whistle and what an incredible game of falling has come to an end the final score and the county champions are Aaron Zone. Aaron Zone, one goal and 30 points. Gallant Kilshanek, three goals and 20 points. It was a thriller and it was a pleasure. And for the moment, it's back to you in the studio, Rory. And the press box in Cork and indeed around the country will be a lonelier place without our party. Cork today on C103. With Corrigan Insurance's McCroom, now part of McCarthy Insurance Group. Want great advice? You know who to talk to. CMIG.ie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 